Monday, the 11th of December. The Eric Zane Show podcast has begun from the Baldwin. Oh, damn it. Oh, that's embarrassing. <clears throat> from the Impact Power Sports Studio. Uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware was, quote unquote, back in the day. That was, um, you know, the uh, fallout from when that scientist veteran uh, got all pissed off because of those comments that I made. Some of you might need a reminder of that so that you know what's going on. But Baldwin Ace Hardware, a longtime sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. And then it wasn't so much what I said. It was, um, you see, Baldwin Ace Hardware then realized that a lot of the shit I say on this show when I like make fun of MAGA people and Ottawa County people, he goes, I can't, I can't have you, uh, being associated with me because a lot of the people that uh, come up here and go to Baldwin Ace Hardware are from Ottawa County. So I am no longer going to be a sponsor. I was like, eh, all right. Yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And uh, that was it. That was it. No more. No more. And uh, that all came to us because of that uh, veteran scientist who decided to uh, go scorched earth on your old pal EZ. You remember, don't you? Hi, my name is Kristen Megan Kelly. I'm a veteran, and I'm a veteran. I believe I've called and left a message earlier today. I'm a veteran. I'm just trying to get some feedback from whoever would be in charge. I'm a veteran in making the decision to sponsor um, the Eric Zane podcast. I'm a veteran. I am the mother I'm a veteran of a child that he spoke about on his podcast. I'm a veteran in a sexual manner. I'm a veteran, um, including sex acts that he wants my veteran to perform. I've had the sheriff involved. Um, several sponsors have already backed out. And I'm a veteran. I believe in nonviolent free market solutions. I'm a veteran, so I greatly support free speech. I'm a veteran. This- By the way, a nonviolent free market solution, translation is uh, cancel culture is not protected speech. I'm a veteran when discussing sexual acts of a veteran. Um, I'm a veteran. Oh! It was an attack on me and my family, and uh, I'm a veteran. It's one thing to have an opinion of adults, but again, it's not protected speech to speak sexually about a seven-year-old girl. Well, you got it all figured out. I mean, surely the Gestapo's going to come and take me away. Um, I'm a veteran. If you would like to see the evidence, and uh, I have seen on social media, someone is messaging people to not talk about it. Mm. I'm a veteran, but they want... But she says a lot here. ...your business to know that your name is slapped behind the screen when he's saying these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a veteran. You can call me if you'd like. My number is area code 405... 405-694-8... 694-8... 8... 8... 8... 8... 8... 8... To know if your business supports this type of rhetoric, area code four zero five six nine four eight three four. Um, I'm a veteran, and I'm a veteran. I would just like to hear back from you. Thank you very much for your understanding and your time. I'm a veteran. Thanks. Well, anyway, Baldwin Ace Hardware blew up in my face, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" 
we we go back you know we 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 hang out and i don't know about you but once you get to that point then like uh if there was any friendship i don't want any part of you fuck you i don't want to talk to you ever again that's the end of it uh i almost forgot and uh that's that's foolish of me but uh our old pal kenny who is here right now had a very very frightening scenario this weekend these tornadoes went ripping through Tennessee. And, um, wow, that uh, was pretty intense. Many people lost their lives. And this is right in Kenny's backyard. So uh, he actually has footage of the tornado. I mean, he's like, he's one of the guys that, oh, my God, look at his holy shit. And, um, no, all kidding aside, he is uh, 100% fine. Uh, I know a lot of people were, uh, are asking about him now and there he is. There he is. He's all good. And, uh, he, he and the, and the family had to like huddle, had to like, uh, uh take a, sh- take shelter and, uh, very, very fucked up. In fact, uh, the X, as I, as he told me, the X's street where, um, his youngest spends half of her time was, uh, fucked up. And, uh, fortunately no damage to the ex's place. Um, but man, yeah, there is, uh, there's plenty of footage that you can check out online of, um, of all of this destruction. It was, uh, is not good. Yeah. You had like this, um, from like the top to the bottom of the United States, this, this wave of weirdo energy flew through and, um, Depending on where you were, it uh, it just transformed the landscape. My God. Uh, Matt is joining us. Matt says, I have listened to every audio podcast there's been, but this is my first time to ever be able to join live. How about you? That's why I encourage people, whether they check it out or not, to uh, follow me on Twitch in the event that they've got time, they can uh, hang out with us that way. So that is very, very cool. Welcome to you, Matt. Uh, I think that's the Matt, the tall dude that I see at the YMCA from time to time. Good to see you, buddy. I've been working my way getting back into the YMCA. I went a couple, uh, I went a couple days last week, lifted an embarrassing um, amount of weight. Um, but... I got to get back there this week. So that is the plan. Always good. This is the season, you know, uh, end of the year. A lot of people, you know, might go right at the start of the new year, 2024. And then they're like, uh, yeah, I'm turning over a new leaf. And the place is packed because everybody is thinking the same thing. Everybody's like, oh man, I'm going to go turn over a new leaf. I'm going to get over to the YMCA. And this is the year. This is my year. And then like a month into that, they're all gone. You know, every single one of them. Uh, but nowadays, they're actually going like now. Hey, I got to get a jump start. I'm like in that group now. I never thought I would be the guy whose goal would be to be able to um, take some walks. Fleb1213 says, loving the doggo in the background. He's just chilling. That is Darla. She is a puppy. 
and there are more. There's more than one dog. If you look closely there, there's three. This is O'Neill to this new person. He's uh, I don't know, like seven. He's a pound puppy. This one here is Bruce. He's a Frenchie. This is the type of dog that people get shot over. Like Lady uh, Gaga's dude was walking one of these. when, And then this is O'Neal's leg right here. The first dog. And then this is Darla. I can't even do a telestrator. Uh, there's videos of a huge explosion that I sent Eric. I didn't take that video though. Kenny says, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite, quite a scene. My God in, uh, in Tennessee. Just all sorts of crazy shit happening, man. That was, uh, that is, that is just, uh, devastating. So glad you guys are okay. That would have been fuck. Holy shit. All right. So thank you so much for, uh, for checking on our boy, Kenny. I have some, uh, news on the great food giveaway. Number three with tampons. If you don't already know for uh, our fourth year. Now we pass the hat around here and collect a ton of money to, um, buy 100 Christmas meals. We box them all up. And then on a day that we choose this time it is Thursday, December 21st at 3 PM at Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. We then give away the food. So people will pull up in their car. They don't get out. We open their trunk. We put a box full of uh, Christmas ham, uh, corn, like uh, canned corn, a bag of potatoes for mashing, a jar of gravy, not to mention a uh, a package of uh, rolls and then a pumpkin pie. And then the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance is there with all sorts of supplies for pet food, cat, dog, you name it. You have any pets? Yeah, I got a dog. All right, here you go with some pet food. Okay, see you later. This year, though, it was suggested by Megan from Irvine's that we also... um, and in our passing the hat, spend money on uh, feminine products. You, you've heard often about sometimes these people who are, you know, less fortunate aren't even able to afford something like that. And that is, uh, that's something that you and I would never even think about. It's just, we don't have to deal with that. Most people I'm guessing who listen to this show. So that's what we're trying to, um, you know, provide just a little bit for. Uh, in our, in our effort. So initially the goal was just more than three. Well, actually it was more like $4,600. And then we found out that there was a sale price on the food, uh, that dropped it to just, uh, north of $3,000 to pay for all of the food. We had two gigantic donations of a thousand dollars each one from Irvine's. And then we have now had a grand total counting those two of 40 donations 40 donations have now raised four thousand six hundred and forty four dollars and twenty one cents on the easy accounting form um the amount that we needed for the food was surpassed 
quite a while ago, which leaves us $1,175.72 for feminine hygiene products, which Megan is in charge of Team Pink. So when you're in charge of Team Pink, you're making decisions about what to buy. You know, and I'm I'm actually going ahead at, uh, I haven't figured out where exactly we're going to purchase our products. That's something I got to have a conversation with Megan about. Uh, it's either going to be Meyer or Costco or something like that, wherever our, our dollar stretches the most, you know. And then, you know, there's what types of products should we get? Now, that is, I am underqualified to make those decisions. That is a Megan from Irvine's decision to make. So then, Basically, uh, basically going to have all this food, all the pet supplies, and uh, that's and all the feminine products. That's why it is known as Great Food Giveaway Four with tampons. So thank you. Hey, keep giving because right now that dollar amount that we have for the feminine products, someone said that I think it was uh, Hurricane Astley that they cost about thirteen dollars for a box of eighteen. So ballpark figure, okay, I guess. That would give us about 120 boxes of those to give away. All right. So keep that in mind. And here is how you set you uh, drop money into our hat. I'm including this on the chat of the live stream. It will be in the show notes of the audio podcast. There's a spot for easy on Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal. I prefer Venmo or Cash App because uh, PayPal takes some of the money, which is bullshit. But uh, there you go. If you uh, now had two people get this over the weekend um, from the time my shows ended on Friday to today, there have been two people who have um, dropped money in our hat. One sweet soul gave $15. And that's what I'm talking about. If you can only spare five bucks, if you can only spare one dollar, that's totally fine. There are literally thousands of people every day who listen to this show. So whatever we have left over, we buy tampons and we give them away. And if there's any left over after that, we're going to give the money away to a kid's food basket. Okay. So 100% of the money that you throw into our hat goes towards this. Um, so that's why I say, if you can only spare a dollar, that's fine. We've got a ton of people, enough people listening that if I keep talking about it, uh, they're going to be moved to do that. And then we're good to go. You know, there's strength in our numbers. So thank you so much. So some, some nice soul dropped $15 in our hat. Thank you. And then another person, uh, this is an odd dollar amount, but I don't give a shit. The dollar amount was $369.69. Thank you to that sweet person. I had a conversation with that person yesterday, or was it yesterday or Saturday? Thank you so much. And uh, that's what moved the meter for us this weekend. So two people did give. Thank you. Uh, keep that in mind, you know. And uh, then Thursday of this week, the last piece of the puzzle on the great food giveaway is getting people to actually come and give away the food. Typically, in the first few years that we've done this, there's like maybe 10 cars lined up waiting. 
And then once they're gone, it's they kind of trickle in for the next two hours. It's a little tough to give it away. And last year we gave away 200 meals. That was almost too much because churches were coming by and we're like, take what you want. Uh, fill up your, um, fill up the stock if you want in your pantries. So we went with the 100, uh, scaled it back because, you know, we want to be able to give it all away. But then this week, thank God to the people, the good people over at uh, Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. Uh, they said, yeah, why don't you come on and uh, talk about the event, you know, a week before. And then, you know, we'll post a story online and you'll be on TV. The point of being on TV, and that is Thursday at 920 in the morning on Fox 17. So I won't be here, but you can watch me there. Um, I'm not yet sure what I'm going to do about the podcast on that day. Uh, more on that later, but the point of that isn't so much to talk about what we're doing now, but to talk about, Hey, as a public service, uh, if you are in a scenario where you could take advantage of this, please be there. So that is the goal for this week. All right. Kenny's comments about being hunkered down. Um, the movie Twister made it seem awesome, but when your family is that close to being in serious danger from a tornado, there's really just nothing awesome about it. You remember Van Halen did the so some of the soundtrack for the movie Twister? The song Human Beings... Oh my God. That ridiculous scene at the end when they're like strapped onto the pole and the whole fucking barn goes flying. Oh, it's just ridiculous. It's a stupid ass movie. Uh, Fleb1213, who's watching the show, new, uh, says, Can you believe they wouldn't allow me to pay it forward at McDonald's by paying for the person's food behind me in the drive through? Well, I'm glad. No, you shouldn't do that. That's horrible. That's a terrible decision. Okay. First of all, <coughs> you might be paying it forward for someone who's totally fucking rich. And second of all, um, you might be paying it forward to someone who's really fucking poor and feels obligated to pay twice. You know how it is? You know that pressure you feel when the, when the people start paying it forward? Now, fuck that paying it forward shit, because all it does is it puts in a wave of, of bullshit. No, if you want to pay it forward, go give to a worthy charity. Don't pay it to some dick in the line at McDonald's. I'm team McDonald's on this one. You fucker pay it forward. I fucking hate pay it forward. Pay it forward is bullshit. Holy shit. Yeah, come on. Kenny says, since what? Since when do they not allow that? When they got some sense, that's why. It's a it's a liability. Uh, Joe Pellerito of uh, the, the less retarded of the two Pellerito brothers says, I don't feel guilty. It would be rude not to accept someone's gift. Yeah, I know. I know, but not everybody does that. You know?
can't figure out if I'm too warm or too cold. When you hear beeps like that, that's me fucking with the heater. Uh, speaking of heater, I have a uh, issue here in the house. Um, second time now, the furnace kicked on, and it was making a noise that, like, uh, it was going to die. I recorded the audio and sent it to Joe Martinez. He says, that's your so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so getting ready to explode. Uh, so he's going to be fixing that. Thank God. Thank God I have a guy in Joe Martinez. That's the start of your commercial today. I saw a movie over the weekend. Boy, did this suck. God damn. Before I get to that, though, fuckhead Kenny, who's back to his old tricks again, he's merged right into traffic. He says, reminder, Eric Zane does not want to be taken seriously. So disregard his opinion on this rant regarding paying it forward. In fact, do the opposite of what he just said. Oh, yeah, is that right? How about you do the uh, do this? Take 10 minutes for that crack. Welcome back, fuckface. Pay it forward. Fuck you. Uh, the movie was called Killing Them Softly. I was I discovered it because uh, it was on YouTube. Some intense scene where these two guys rob a mob card game and take all their money. And you got Ray Liotta in it. And I'm like, well, this looks great. I love this. It turns out the only good part of this 97 minute movie. And that was a red flag right there. 97 minutes. I don't know. It just seems short to me. Uh, that was the only good part of this fucking movie. Oh my God. What a pile of shit and a, a nearly all-star cast. Brad Pitt. Um, James Gandolfini. The guy who played Johnny Sack in The Sopranos. So all all these uh all these characters. And um and Ray Liotta. And I'm like, well this it's got to be good, right? No. No. It's it's horrible. Absolute horrible. I mean, no twist at all. And I I still can't figure out why the fuck this movie even happened killing them softly avoid it at all costs it's on amazon prime for free right now if you're subscribed to that do not watch it do not watch that fucking movie absolute pile of shit you know what i noticed about gandolfini it's remarkable that after the sopranos or even during the sopranos that he got any roles because he's just another ver it's just james gandolfini it's just Tony Soprano. It he talk about typecast. Jesus. Uh Tyler says it can't be worse than Samaritan. Um well, very different. 
Uh, Samaritan is pretty much an action um, adventure superhero movie. Except the lead, uh, Sylvester Stallone's character, the ridiculous side of uh, he, he needs ice cream to be strong. So dumb. Yeah, I cannot believe that these four top level actors made such a shit were in such a shitty film. Um, on this show, audience members are understanding that um, uh, movie a movie like Samaritan is an absolute cult flick because Patrick says Samaritan is awesome. It's awesome because I've told you how shitty it is. If Samaritan were on, like on cable or something like that or whatever, if I just happen to see a clip, I'd absolutely watch it. I absolutely would watch that. Amanda writes, I watched the Sylvester Stallone documentary and was disappointed. That's funny because uh, Adam, Adam Balboa, who is the world's biggest Sylvester Stallone fan, watched it and he said, oh my God, it's so great. And I know he had a raging boner throughout the whole thing. Jesus. All right. Now, isn't there, if there is like another, well, I think there is going to be another Samaritan movie. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it because of how shitty the first one was. And I can't wait to see how they work ice cream into it. You know, uh, will he have like an ice cream sandwich or uh, a, a fucking bomb pop or maybe a, a nutty buddy in the in the final scene to uh, bring him back from the brink. Like Popeye eats his uh, damn spinach. Um, Joe Martinez says that Ben and Jerry's should create a flavor called Samaritan Slop. Oh my God. That is a great idea. That is truly fantastic. Okay. As we all wait for Kenny to get back with bated breath, I did something a little bit different yesterday when it comes to the Detroit Lions. And boy, am I glad I did. Typically, though they've won more than they've lost this year, and they lost yesterday, by the way, um, typically... Even though they've been winning, I never, ever just sit down and I'm going to just, the only thing I'm going to do is look at the TV at best. I'll have it on my phone while I'm preparing a meal or something like that. But yesterday I said, I'm very busy today. I'm just going to look at the score from time to time. Uh, look for a score update. I'm not even going to watch. And the reason why I'm doing that now is because the last half of the season, they've been an absolute train wreck. Uh, the game, uh, last six, seven games, they've been a pile of shit, can't stop anybody, win at the last second if they're lucky. And uh, that, that continues. They have fallen apart okay they're still nine and four but they could very easily right now be like uh, uh seven and six or six and seven even the los angeles chargers game 
the Bears game, and um, there was one more that they oh the the New Orleans game they uh, they could have lost all three of those games, okay, very easily, and they would right now be six and seven. So I am off the bandwagon. I am uh, I am Joe Martinez bound on this deal. I am off the bandwagon. Now I could very easily get on the bandwagon. That's my choice. But no, fuck that shit. So yesterday I'm like, hmm. Okay. And then I, I ignore it for till like about 115. Game starts at one. And at about 115, it's already seven nothing Chicago. And I'm like, hmm. And then I see the Bears have the ball again. And then I see they're driving. And then they end up getting a field goal. It's 10 to nothing. You know, I'm like, oh, boy, this, this, is, this is not good. This is not good at all. Uh, I drive to the Grand Rapids Gold game to do PA. I happen to have it on. Uh, Dan Miller and Lomas are losing their shit because the Lions scored a touchdown. Now, typically these guys... Um, I don't know. Some people like the rah-rah thing. They are so pumped up for every positive thing that happens to the Lions. I mean, you got to peel them off the ceiling. Jimmy Gibbs around. Oh, my God. It's a touchdown. Oh, my God. Touchdown. Detroit Lions and Lomas like, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, man. Again, Dan. Oh, man. That, 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 that. Uh, then it was 13 to 10 Lions. Lions are like starting to dominate defensively. I get to the basketball game. Again, I haven't watched a lick of this. The guy who is the uh, score at the scorer's table next to me, he's got it on his phone. And he's watching the game like this. Like his his head is in his hands and it's stressful. And uh, I'm just kind of peeking over from time to time and looking at the score. And the Lions, they didn't score again for the rest of the game. The second half starts and the Bears pile on another 15. And uh, they win going away. Lions, an absolute pile of dog shit. They may not win again, is what uh, Bleeding Heart Brian said to me. And I'm just happy because I didn't watch a fucking thing of it. Fuck that. They were already on a short leash. I'm not going to do that. That is not my game. I'm not going to sit there and waste my fucking day and get pissed off. Just looking at the score is bad enough. And so... Uh, we're actually working. The game is going on. The Grand Rapids gold game is going on, which they won. It was a great game. And um, I, you know, I was keeping track on the, looking at the uh, updated score. And then I just shut it down. I said to Mike, I go, I, dude, I, I dimmed my phone. And he goes, you're right. And he dimmed his fuck them. This is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Um, and everybody's like, well, yeah, but uh, this team lost, so it's no big deal. And that team lost. Like, I don't give a shit. They're playing like fuck. Fuck them. You know what I was happy about? The Buffalo Bills, who, I mean, you got a Jekyll and Hyde team right there. They beat Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, to me, is like the way New England was. You, you, you always want them to lose because they win so much. And it's been kind of a wonky year for the Chiefs this year. 
And uh, the the Bills, you know, I mean, they were great for a long time. And uh, now they're having kind of like a shitty year. They can still get into the playoffs, but they needed to beat Kansas City, and they did. Despite some crazy play late in the game where Kelsey caught the ball and then he like threw it over his head after he caught it and some other dick from the Chiefs caught it and ran it in for a touchdown. But there was a penalty. So it came back. And, the, and then uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think he had a damn temper tantrum in that game. Patrick Mahomes temper tantrum. Which I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think there's ever been an instance where Patrick Mahomes has lost his shit. But I believe that that happened in that game. He was pissed off because there was a penalty. Team would have gone ahead for the lead. Uh, this is this is how that went. Throws the helmet. Well, it just became a little. Well, have they lost the locker room? What is going on here with Mahomes? I just said the frustration is growing. For Mahomes, he can only do so much, Jim. And how many times has he won the game? Look at how pissed off. He's upset with the refs. And I've never seen him like that before. He was yelling at the refs. Great respect for those two. Well, it just became a little. All right. Maybe the, the juice definitely wasn't worth the uh, squeeze there. Everybody made a big deal about it. Kenny says, I like seeing him crying about a ref's call finally since they normally call stupid things on teams that the Chiefs are playing against. Boo effing hoo-hoo. Good recovery, Kenny. Chris about the Lions says, I'm so glad I stayed off that bandwagon. Tyler says, I can't stand Dan Miller. I've tried to like Dan Miller, but it's just difficult. Tyler also writes, all of you motherfuckers who were talking about Super Bowl at the beginning of the season, fuck off. He's talking to your old pal EZ right now. They might win the division. Then they'll lose by 50 points first round of the playoffs. Uh, ben Weller says, finish better than the last season, and I'm okay with it. Win the division, and the season is the success. Ugly wins are still wins. Uh, Joe Martinez says they'll be 9-7. and seven. Well, I think they would have to finish 9-8 and eight because they play 17 games. So what is it? Is it going to be 10 and seven or nine and eight NFL to Joe. They play 17 games. Linda says, I can't stand Lomas saying Dan Miller's name all the time. Yeah. It, he, uh, he has two huge crutches. Does Lomas. You see, Dan, he takes a long time to say the word Dan, the name. And he's always referring to him personally like that. He doesn't need to throw in his name every time. Like, we know you're talking to Dan. It's the only other guy in the booth that you're, that's talking. 
The other thing Lomas does is he says again all the time. You'll never not hear this. If you ever listen to the Lions ever again, you will hear him say Dan, Dan, all the damn time. And again, Dan, again, Dan. Kenny adds, Dan is one of the shortest names ever, but he takes five seconds to say it each time. Rebecca says, Lieutenant Dan. Uh, Ben says, if Dan Miller goes, we need Mark Champion back. Mark Champion, I think he got shit canned because he wasn't positive enough. Like he would get so fucking pissed off when the Lions would throw an interception. That I think that that burned management's ass and they went ahead and hired Miller because he's a damn cheerleader behind the mic. All right. So I am, uh, I'm off the bandwagon. Fuck this shit. I won't watch another game this year. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll listen to it. Perhaps if I'm driving around, I will check the score, but it's too frustrating. I haven't watched much of any of it this year. They've been winning. And I just kind of glance at the phone or, like I said, I'm doing something. I, I never, ever sit down to watch it. There is no fucking way. Even though they've won nine games this year. Side note, and I won't get too far into this. I have officially clinched first place in the regular season of my fantasy football league. Your old pal EZ is 10-3. and three. I'm sorry, 11 and three. The worst I can do is first place. In two weeks, the playoffs start. One more, one more regular season game. And I'm telling you, this is ridiculous because um, the uh, party I was telling you to, for the draft, I forgot that it was even going on. And it's at my neighbor's house. So I just kind of walked outside in my sweats and my Crocs wandered in they've all got like uh charts everybody has five laptops and they're they're really pining over who they're gonna draft and all i did was best available best available best available draft 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 and i've been kicking everybody's ass the whole year and i wish i could tell you it was for entertainment purposes only but there is skin in the game uh, I think, let's see, we have 10 people and we each gave 50 bucks. So that's $500. And I don't, I don't know how the money is going to pay out. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's winner take all or what. I forget. I'm hoping it's winner take all because if I win this whole fucking thing, I get $500. That's how it should be. None of the second place and third place bullshit. $500 goes to the winner. Anyway, I better not say too much about it because if the commissioner's hearing me talk shit, she'll probably get pissed off and kick my ass. And I know she can. It's all young people. I walk in and it's bro fest. All right. They're all great. I like them all, but you know, they don't they don't wanna know me because I'm old and gnarly and they're all in their thirties. Except for this one couple. Um and they're they're really, really sweet. And I, I, I talk to them all the time 
And uh, it's this dude, Josh, and this nice lady named Brooke. And um, they just got married, and they're super sweet. And, and Brooke comes up to me, and she goes, hey, how are you? I go, fine, fine, nice to meet you. She goes, oh, you're not just meeting me. I go, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. It's one of these again. It's a big one. She goes, I used to be your coworker. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy, this is even worse. And I go, oh, yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> Good to see you. Oh, my God. You don't remember me, do you? No. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. Oh. And she was so cool about it. She goes, that's okay. You meet so many people. I go, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Brooke. Oh, yeah. Brooke. You know, you still don't remember me, do you? No, I don't. I work with you at GRD. Oh, yeah, GRD, you Brooke, yeah, <laughs> what's up, Brooke? Still don't remember me, do you? No. She was uh, on the sales staff for the radio station. And I, for the life of me, do not recall shit. I, I, I can only imagine if I didn't have even any awareness to go and meet some... Kenny, you're going to get me in trouble with that comment. I'm going to delete it. What if she's watching right now? What if she's paying attention right now and she sees you? Then you make it uncomfortable for me. Okay? So there you go. You you earned that. I don't want that out in there. I mean, this is my fucking neighbor you're talking about. You dumb dick. So I'm like, and it's my thought is, do I dare ask what was it like working there? And did we, I mean, because I was probably an asshole, but anyway, I know her now. I see her all the time. Good to see you, Brooke. I often wonder because right now I'm, uh, I mean, I'm not in a workplace environment really. So there's really no stress. So I'm, I'm, I'm much less stressed these days. I would say that I'm not nearly as aggressive as I used to be. Okay. Um, so when I see these people, I'm always like, hi, hi, good to see you. I'm Eric Zaitunian to my neighbors. I am definitely not Eric Zane. Eric Zane really only makes an appearance right in this general area where it should be. Because if Eric Zane is out in the wild, he's going to get his ass kicked. You don't want that. You want to be Eric Zaitunian at the appropriate place. Now, only a dumb fuck would want Eric Zaitunian here. Who is not funny, generally quiet, congenial, a little shy, awkward. Eric Zane is not any of those things. Uh, rude, obnoxious, asshole. These are all positives when it comes to the world of podcasting. Uh, quick to anger. We'll make fun of you right to your face. Say terrible things to you. This is what moves the meter. This is what the public wants. Uh, we'll say what you are thinking. 
We're bouncing around a bit. Tyler says, I really appreciate Dan Miller reminding us it's the Detroit Lions every time they score instead of the other Lions team. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Yeah, he that's his thing. And you're right. It's clumsy every time he says it. Ben Weller likes that. I don't. I don't like that. Um, if Dan Miller pissed like, uh, uh, you know, was in a rocking chair at his house and he rocked on his dog's tail and the dog got pissed off and, uh, bit his throat and he couldn't broadcast anymore. That would be a great day in my opinion. Fleb 1213 says, what do you think Larry would say about the Lions? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All right. I have an update for you. We have a coffee. The coffee maker saga is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, Footnote, remember I talked to you about how I keep getting the raw deal on buying Christmas gifts. Um, the tide has turned. I'm now okay. It started with, I bought a coffee maker for Diana because she put that on her list. I would like a coffee maker. I buy the coffee maker. Two days later, she comes home. She has a new coffee maker. She now has two coffee makers. I go, why did you buy this? Well, it was on sale and it's the one I wanted. Like, what do you mean you, the one you wanted? Well, this is the one I wanted. I go, well, all it said on the list was new Keurig. Yeah, but this is the one I wanted. Did you buy me one? Yes. This is the one I wanted. I go, I don't know. You didn't put it on, on you just put Keurig. You didn't say Keurig model HV37 iced coffee uh, 2000. Yeah, this is the one I want. Is yours like this? I go, I don't think so. That's not the one I want. Okay. We'll put yours in the RV. All right. So that was that. Then I go, all right, well, I'll move down the list. All right. That was, that's a bomb. No good. Uh, first of all, I'll buy the new knives. That one worked out. That's not enough though. You know, it's your poo bear. I'll buy the Lululemon crossbody. Eh, you know, nice accessory. Little purse that they uh, kind of wear, I guess. Costs about 90 bucks. No big deal. All right, I'll buy that. I said to Jackie, I go, hey, I want to buy this crossbody. She goes, okay, great. Yeah, that's a good one, Dad. I go, okay, cool. One minute later, hey, uh, can I give you the money? And I give her the Lululemon crossbody. And you buy the mini Uggs. Sure. Why? Because the mini Uggs are $150. And I don't want to spend that much. You have more money than I do. And I go, all right. That's fine. She Venmos me the money. I go to buy the Uggs. Says out of stock. Like, you got to be fucking shitting me. Update, though. 
um, I went to go put it into my uh, virtual basket to buy it. And it wouldn't let me do it. I called Jackie. I go, the fucking thing won't let me do it. And it's, by the way, it says it's not going to be here till the end of January. She goes, oh, shit. Uh, we'll just buy it for mom, and then we'll just tell her that they're coming. I go, okay, that's a good idea. But I can't get it. It doesn't go in my basket. She goes, I got it to go on my end. Give me your card. All right. I send her my card info. She buys it. I get a receipt. You've just purchased these. Great. Okay. This is where the tide turns. The next day, it says, your Uggs have shipped. So I guess they decided that they're coming now. I don't know. They had one laying around, but now we're in business, you know? So that's fantastic. However, there's one footnote. We got to go back to coffee maker gate, the Keurig. When she bought that, she said, this is what my brother got us for Christmas. For you and I. And I go, oh, okay. So, you know, whatever. Took that in stride. Um, she went on a girl's weekend this weekend. So it was me and the NFK. The NFK and I. This is Saturday. No. Sunday. Doesn't matter. Kevin says, boy, that new coffee maker sure is great. I go, you're damn right it is. Does a great job. And he goes, yeah, I like it. I go, I do too. Thank you for that. He goes, thank you for what? I go, thank you for the coffee maker. He goes, I didn't get it. I go, um, right. Uh, well, I don't know. I, Diana said that you know where this is going right away. I'm like, Diana bought it and didn't tell him that he, that this, that I'm thinking she just did it all on her own, like swiped his card and then bought it. She like, like ripped them off or some shit, or I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I go, well, Diana said you got this for uh, her and I as a Christmas present. He goes, I didn't do that. So this is fucked up. And I go, oh, um, now right away I'm thinking he is aware that she, and now the way this plays out to me is he, I'm thinking that he's thinking that Diana bought that and didn't tell him and he used his money like she's like Bernie Madoff or some shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This is fucking weird. And uh, he goes, well, whatever. Uh, okay. And I, he was he was caught off guard. And so was I, rightfully so, you know? I mean, that's weird. So um, I started texting. First of all, I want to see what you guys are thinking right now of this. Maureen says, yikes. Chris says, oh boy, something strange is afoot. Chris in Buffalo says, what? Tyler says, uh-oh. I said, 
I wrote to her, I don't think Kevy was aware that he bought us a coffee maker. Was he not in on this? Pooh Bear writes, I told him when I opened it that it was our Christmas present. He said, I'll let you take care of the presents for everyone because I don't know what to do. And then I said, well, did you say, quote, it was our Christmas present? Or did you say, quote, it is our Christmas present from you? Because there's a big difference. She says, I don't remember the exact wording, but I thought it was clear. And uh, I wrote, well, I don't think it was clear. I just thanked him for it, and he had no idea what I was talking about. It was very awkward. If I were him, it would be reasonable to conclude that you are spending money that isn't yours. I'm not mad, but this is on you. I was under the impression he was aware because you said this is a gift from my brother. You can't act out like that and then leave me holding the bag with an awkward conversation. The first thing you need to do when you get home is approach him and acknowledge all of this with him. And apologize for whatever miscommunication happened, please. She says, I didn't act out. When he asked me what time, what to get everyone, I said the Keurig can be from you for us. And he said, okay, whatever you want to do. And then I said, I will just get the kids gift cards. And he said, okay. And I wrote, okay, I didn't mean act out as a bad thing. It's just the wording I chose. If you could maybe just review the whole thing with him when you get home. So it's not weird. That would be great. He's not mad or anything. It was just awkward. And I said, or do you want me to explain it to him? She said, I will. And then she said, love you forever. And I said, I love you too. And then that's it. Now that was handled very maturely. So no problem there. But then she was right because she came home. Okay. And she said, do you remember when we talked about this, this, and this? And like, within, and then he sat there and he looked around and he goes, oh yeah, I do. And so it's all good. It all worked out. It was, he just forgot. But at the time I was like, please let it be that he just forgot. Don't let it be that she didn't, that this fucking thing is even more fucked up than it has been. What do they say? Simplest answer is probably the correct one. So nothing weird. Kenny's back after his horrible joke and says, I'm surprised the NFK didn't need an extended training session with the new Keurig with lots of cursing and arm flapping and whatnot. Well, um, it's funny you say that. We that may be the case because there are a lot of buttons on that fucking thing. So if we, we might have had uh, 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 fucking freaking out, uh, fucking shit, fucking fuck this, fuck this, fuck that. Uh, the other day, uh, they were talking about Trump not testifying in his uh, whatever fucking trial it is he's getting ready for. I don't know. And, you know, the NFK oftentimes talks to the TV. And this was what I heard yesterday. I can I can tell, I can hear the audio of the story of coming to the TV about Trump. And he hates Trump. And all of a sudden I hear, cock. <laughs> oh, fuck. Love it. 
All right. Uh, this show is available every day in its entirety on Twitch. Like right now, I'm virtually an hour into the damn thing. There's still an audience on Facebook, X, and YouTube, but not for long. I'm about to send you all on your way. If you want the full show, it's available at uh, download the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane Live, and then you can watch it, the whole thing uninterrupted. You may also, on your desktop or laptop, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, follow the page, subscribe to it. You're good to go. You know when I go live. When you're subscribed, you get no ads that come in out of nowhere, video ads from Amazon. They uh, throw those in there unless you are subscribed. To be subscribed for free, you must link up your Amazon Prime account. Uh, It's too boring and long for me to explain that. You'll figure it out. Just go there, tool around, click where it says uh, subscribe to Twitch Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can actually pay it. Pay the freight. It's a few bucks a month if you want to avoid the commercials. Or don't. Just get it for free and just don't worry about the commercials. True, it messes up the continuity, but uh, whatever. I don't care. Whatever works for you. It does help me, but, you know, there you go. That's how it works. The audio podcast is available wherever you download shows. As soon as this one is done, I make it available, take the audio, post it, and uh, I prefer Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review to the audio podcast. Like, um, we have these new people that are watching today who are subscribed to the audio podcast, never watch it on Twitch, but still subscribe on Twitch or follow on Twitch. Same thing if you get the show every day from Twitch, subscribe to the audio podcast. These are all things that give your old pal easy internet points, and that's what makes the world go round. Thank you, though, for watching on Facebook, X, and YouTube. One more thing, my Patreon is available and boy, I uh, had a great time this past week with Who Are These Zanes with my first morning show on the Jersey Shore. Oh, that was fun to review. As well as the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which happens every single week on Patreon. And I put hours and hours of content on my Patreon each week. In fact, after this show is done, Monday through Friday, I do a second Patreon bonus podcast. So, If all of your time at work requires a lot of listening uh, or you have opportunities to listen, the Patreon might be just the thing for you. I post old shows from WBBL called The Lost Zane Recordings, so there's hours and hours of content each and every week. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The best part, you can get it free for seven days to try it out. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Try it out for seven days free. You do have to put in a payment form, but you can cancel it right after you sign up. And you still get the seven days. Thank you to the audience on Patreon for being there and uh, taking part in it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Try it out free for seven days. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, Twitter brought, or X, I should say, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Joe Pellerito says, I'm headed to the King's Room Barbershop for my December spruce up. Thank you. Again, as always, mention EZ. All right. 
the open and live stream of this show brought to you by Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. I just uh, spoke with Frank over the weekend and uh, he's helping me out with some changes to my dental plan. That's how this works. As a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, I just tell him what's up if I need any changes and he does everything. The best part is, as uh, with Frank being my insurance guy, helping me with Obamacare and my brother-in-law, Kevin, the NFK with his Medicare and Social Security, is it's free. Uh, we don't pay a dime for Frank's services. Uh, if you are getting ready to sign up for Obamacare, you have to have Frank help you through that process. Whether you're self-employed, in between jobs, or your employer does not offer insurance, you need health insurance. Obamacare is set up so that Americans can take advantage of it, and most of their premium is paid for by a tax subsidy. That may be the extent of my knowledge on all of this, but that's okay. All you need to know is you can get into a great insurance policy with the help of our lovely federal government, and Frank's going to tell you how it works. That's all the knowledge you need. The knowledge you need is how to get a hold of Frank to help you with this. Go to buyinsurancehere.com. That's buyinsurancehere.com. And Frank will help you every step of the way. All right. <clears throat> Thank you to Impact Power Sports, one of my latest sponsors here on the Eric Zane Show podcast. They sponsor the studio. The show originates from the Impact Power Sports studio. Uh, EZ and Impact Power Sports online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Michigan's newest uh, Yamaha golf cart dealer. Trick out your golf cart, whatever you want on it, at Impact Power Sports. They've also got a, a fantastic selection of ATVs, dirt bikes, go-karts, Scooters, mopeds, trailers, trikes, UTVs, electric vehicles, electric bicycles, roadsters. And they don't just sell the vehicles, they fix them. Whatever you need done at Impact Power Sports in Rockford, Michigan, this is all you need. There they are. You can call, you can email. They're open Tuesday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Close Sunday and monday all right impact power sports mi.com and by the way thank you to drew uh and his lovely better half uh for being at the grand rapids gold game and supporting they brought this they brought this hoodie that i'm wearing right now and said here you go easy thank you so much they know how much i love hoodies in the winter months and i think i'm getting in fact i know i'm getting a detroit lions hoodie uh for christmas even though that team fucking pisses me off. I am so pissed off about that game yesterday. What a bunch of assholes. Fuck. Darla's sitting there looking amazingly cute. Hello to you, Darla. It's the, uh, it's the fact that half of her face is brown and half of her face is white with those adorable little black eyes. Just so damn cute. And she sits like kind of a jackass. All right. 
Ben says the Lions are fine. 11 and 6 NFC North champs. Um, yeah, I, it isn't so much the wins and the losses that gets me. It's they're just playing bad football for weeks now. They can't stop anybody. They can't protect a lead. There's major problems with that team. Major problems. They may be 11 and six, but they will beat no one in the playoffs. And I don't know if they're going to beat 11 and six. Uh, Bleeding Heart Brian thinks that they are not going to win uh, another game this year. Can you imagine if in four weeks we're talking about nine and eight? The Ben Glaze says Lions could easily lose to Dallas and both Vikings games. But he says that they'll go two and two. Yeah, both Vikings games are going to be tough. Dallas is going to be nearly impossible. And then they also play the Denver Broncos. Those are four quality opponents. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying this shit. I'm off the bandwagon. I don't give a fuck. All right. EZ's got to go tinkle. I'll be right back. Ben Glaze writes, this football season is a stepping stone to next year when hopefully the defense will be improved and we'll look better. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I hope. Never can tell. Um, I think why it sucks so bad is because uh, there were times when they were being talked about as like, one of the best teams in the league. Now they're kind of a pile of shit. They can get it back still, but I'm not optimistic. That's how it is. It's like you feast or famine. When they win, I'm happy. When they lose, I hate their fucking guts. Just playing like shit. Uh, I got to look at the positive. I'm um, thankful that my eyes didn't see it. Ben says, surprise, surprise, Ben uh, Weller says, surprise, surprise, the media drooled over Detroit and got you riled up. Well, rightfully so. They were playing great. It has nothing to do with the media. It has to do with my eyes. I watched them. They were very good. I don't, I, I, I drooled over them. It has nothing to do with the media. Uh, I'm more insightful than anything in the media. I'm the most insightful person there is. There's no one better, as you know, and humble. Nothing to do with the media it has to do with how they performed, which was great. And now they perform like shit. Don't think too much about it. They were good. I loved them. They suck dick. Not interested. I don't want to follow a team that sucks unless, unless you're the Detroit Pistons, man, I'm loving this. I am so excited about the great things that are happening with these guys. This is one of my favorite sports stories ever. Despite another year where they had a great draft pick. The update is they still haven't won in 19 games to start out two wins and one loss in October or November or whatever. And now their two wins and 20 losses is fantastic. They've lost 19 in a row. They got to keep going. They are on a pace to win uh, the fewest number of games in the history of the NBA. Right now, they're set to win about six or seven. 
games this year. I don't want them to win one. I want them to go two and 80 because there's 82 games in an NBA season. Can you imagine going two and 80? (laughs) That's fucking great. God damn. The, uh, Record is 28 consecutive losses for the NBA. They're sniffing at it now. One at a time. Come on. You know what's crazy is um, the Spurs have only won one more game with that guy with the who's the giant, Victor Wembenyama. They drafted him, and he's a pile of shit, I guess. I don't know. I would think he's a pile of shit if they've only won three games. They've lost 16 in a row. Oh my God, this is great. Now, look, if they got hot and started to win games and then they went, then I'll, uh, yes, I support you. I am not, I am not ashamed to say that when the team sucks, I'm not interested. And you, and the team really has to work to get my attention. Okay. Um, I can't figure out if the fans that support the team, the teams, when they suck, are just really, really good people or stupid. I don't know why people waste their time when teams are a pile of shit. I don't. And we're, uh, we're still in this dark age of Detroit sports. They all suck. Um, a couple of the teams are playing better to some degree, but essentially still piles of shit. Big picture. You know? Red Wings are, God damn it, that they've lost, been losing lately. And the other night, Dylan Larkin, oh, I thought he almost fucking died on the ice. It was terrible. But they suck again. And uh, the Lions fucking suck. Can't drop the E out of uses. I'm like that with most most teams except for the Red Wings. I'll watch good or bad. Uh, hold on a second here. Did I forget something? Yeah, I did. I do want to mention Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. Love you so much. Thank you for being part of this show. Uh, that, of course, is where the Great Food Giveaway number four is going to be on uh, a week from Thursday. for anything automotive to keep your car running right. Uh, They work on all makes and models, all EVs, all electric vehicles, and uh, I should say all electric vehicles and all hybrids. They'll take care of you at Irvine's. I think the only thing that they won't touch is a Volkswagen. So not everything. 616-532-6600. Uh, shout out to Joe Martinez. He may have already have been here. I don't know. Uh, for being our guy. Whenever we have a problem with anything furnace AC, Joe Martinez is on top of it, and he can be your guy too. You still have time till the end of this month to get the free furnace tune-up. All you have to do is call him to schedule at 616-516-8579. Literally no charge. He walks in. He does the work. He says, see you later, and then that's it. He turns in to DTE your address that he tuned the furnace, and then they send him the $79 fee 
to get the furnace clean. What a deal. Truly a free deal. All you have to do is reach out to Joe to schedule it at 616-516-8579. I have a good story and I have fallout from a bad story. The good story. Uh, This running back for the University of Michigan. Now, Amidst all the, amongst all the uh, Michigan nonsense that I've talked about with uh, the cheating and the, the resignations and the suspensions and the firings, aside from that, uh, the Michigan players have been fantastic. Uh, one in particular is this Blake Corum. Now, it is a different world for college, star college athletes today, especially football players. We're getting more players who are agreeing to stay at the college for as many years as they can because finally now they are making bank. There was a story about Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State who's likely a top pick. Well, I know it'll be first round. He might even be the first overall. Receiver for Ohio State or pretty close. Top five, top three. He has the opportunity to make as much money at Ohio State as he would a rookie year in the NFL. Now that's fantastic. When players are saying, nah, I'd rather play college football than go pro. Because they're making so much money off of name, image, and likeness. This is fucking great. Not only that, but the players have all the power. And they should. Like, if an asshole coach is, like, running the show, the player just says, well, all right, see you later, Ohio State. I'm going to go play for uh, this school. I think the quarterback for Ohio State did that, didn't he? Michigan kicked their ass again. And then now he's off to like another school because he's tired of getting throttled. I don't know. Who knows why he's leaving? It doesn't matter. It's fucking great. Gives the players all the uh, all the power. Back in the day, it was just, okay, uh, you're a football player. And uh, uh, the only income you are allowed to make is from your scholarship. You can't have a job. You can't do anything. Oh, and by the way, we're going to make millions of dollars off you. Tens of hundreds of millions of dollars off of you. My God. Uh, Blake Corum is one of these people who's been making a ton of money. And then what he does is he then turns around and he does nice things with his money. He's been building like homes or he he buys homes and then he flips them. And then he takes some of the homes and he gives them to uh, less fortunate people. That is so fucking cool. Uh, He did an event over the weekend at Somerset Mall in Troy, which is, this is great because this is where all the rich people in Metro Detroit live. So he's surrounded by rich people who they want to see him. They pay top dollar to hang out and get their picture taken with him. And it's a toy drive. So all these rich fuckers, there's 5,000 people there. They all bring toys. And then Coram goes to the inner city of Detroit and gives all the toys away to the poor kids. 
Okay? So this is win-win. He raises all this. He makes all this money. He raises, gets all these, this free shit for people who donate it. And he gives it to these poor people in Detroit. And he doesn't have to hang with those losers in Detroit who are getting the free shit. You know? I mean, someone would be like, well, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, but let the, uh, the proof is in the pudding. He doesn't have to hang around with these smelly bastards in Detroit who are going to get the free shit. He does. He does. Hey, yeah, here's a picture. Pay me money. Let's, uh, let's give away some toys and all these kids get the free fucking toys. And he doesn't have to shake hands with these grimy fucks in downtown Detroit. It is so it's win, win, win. My God. Holy shit. Here he is. Look at this dude. This guy here who he's taking a picture with, he's, you know, his typical Michigan scumbag fan. Um, Corum taking this picture is thinking, God damn it. I cannot wait to get away from all of these asshole white people who think that they are on my team. That's what he's thinking there. As we all know, as I've said many times, I don't have a problem with the players. Uh, it's the fans. Michigan fans are the biggest collection of assholes on the planet. All they do, they're just annoying fucks who say things like crush them nuts and we bow to no one and all that other bullshit that they put us through. It's kind of like me with Trump. I'm not worried about Trump. It's, it's Trump's followers. In my opinion, Michigan football fan is as bad as MAGA guy. And sometimes Michigan fan is MAGA guy. Not all the time. Sometimes Michigan fan is MAGA scum. Those are the worst people that you uh, want to, that, that could possibly be around you. God. Ben says Michigan has more wins than the fans have teeth or money. That's not true. Michigan fans have a lot of money and a lot of teeth. Okay. And there a lot of them are very, very wealthy and they're assholes. Ben Weller says Michigan fan is far worse than MAGA. I don't know about that because a lot of these Michigan fans, um, they're actually pretty smart. They're, they're well to do for a reason. They work hard. They're aggressive. Uh, they're educated. You know, they have nice families, but they're assholes and they know it. Uh, MAGA scum are just the absolute bottom of the barrel. So I don't, I don't agree with that. Like Nate there in Kentucky, he writes, don't lump us MAGA scum with M go blow fans. No, it's, it's impossible. There, one does not equal the other. You do have the outliers though, who are Michigan fans that also are MAGA fans. Okay. And then you have some of the Michigan fans who aren't educated. They're stupid. They're poor who think that they're like uh, wanted. They're not. All right. Linda says almost every dentist in Michigan is a scum grad. She calls them scum. 
can't drop the E at a U who loves Michigan says Ben Weller is obsessed with Michigan. Like Ben does not like Michigan. Ben Weller can't does like Michigan. I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't trust Michigan fan. Okay. I don't trust them at all. I love Corum. He only needs one more touchdown to have the record. And the reason why he had a shot at the record is because he didn't go pro. He could have gone pro, but he's making so much money right now. And his, his stock is very, very high. He did it in a smart way. He took a lot of his money and he made it seem like he gives a shit about these poor people. And he probably doesn't. I mean, who cares? And then uh, he, he gives them all this. She gives them a few free houses, gives them a couple stuffed animals, and everybody loves them. That is the way to do it. And he's making millions of dollars playing for Michigan. One event, uh, one event organizer estimated the crowd at nearly 5,000, while Corum told reporters afterwards that he believes that 20,000 to, 20, to 25,000 toys were collected for the holidays. You know? The thing about those toy drives is that if you think about it, they're kind of fucked up. And and this is, stay with me here. You know, you collect a bunch of toys and then you, you uh, give them to the kids. Now, if I'm a kid and I want like a new Xbox and I get, you know, a Monopoly game, I'm going to want to take that fucking Monopoly game and bash your head in with it. You know, I, I don't honestly don't know if it's, if it's the best idea to just give rando gift to rando kid. You know, I mean, you got a kid who has no arms and he gets like a rug making kit. I mean, that's fucking insulting as shit. I don't know. It just doesn't match up to me. Kenny says most of the time, those kids don't have much of anything anyway, Eric. They appreciate anything they do have. Yeah, fuck that. I don't know about that. I wouldn't. You know, if I'm some kid in the inner city and all these rich bastards at Somerset Mall have got every fucking video game platform under the sun, I want some of that fucking video game cheddar. Rick from TC says, because kids with two arms would love a rug making kit. Yeah. You know what? Don't nitpick the jokes. Fuck face. Rich, along with that stupid adage, if you're poor, you better be grateful for anything given to you. Yeah. No fucking take it back. I don't want it. I don't know why these goddamn toy drives. Yeah. Bring any toy and we'll just give it to any kid. No bullshit. It must be all video games. Okay, all kids love video games, no matter what. So these toy drives should be, if you contribute to a toy drive, you have to contribute a brand new video game system with at least 10 games. Not a stupid $4 stuffed animal. Fuck that. Oh yeah, that's great. That's a, that's a nice present. Poor kid. How's the fuck? How the fuck is he gonna play Call of Duty with a Teddy Ruxpin bear? What a pile of shit!
Yeah, I got a problem with toy drives. They need to be specific. Not enough going on there. They should just give away gift cards. Should no toys have to have a gift card to like a toy store, Amazon gift card, whatever. I don't know. Something better than, oh, cool. I got a new trouble game. This is awesome. Oh, wow. Thanks for the rubber ball. Kevin Kuyper says, Matt Kuyper says, why well, get them a PS5 when they don't even have a TV? Yeah, you know what? Let's not complicate this more. All right. It's enough of that. Anyway, I like Corum. I'm just happy that Michigan is playing Alabama. Okay. Because I want Michigan to beat Alabama. Alabama bought their way into the final four. They paid actual money into getting into that. I think I called Kevin Matt when I should have called Matt Kevin. Sorry. Rich says, yeah, the same goes for food drives. Who the fuck wants a ham? Yeah, that's stupid. That is ridiculous. All right. So that's a good story. I love that story. This one is kind of good because it's starting to end positively. Uh, But it comes to us from a story that I talked about on Patreon last week, but did not really get into on the free podcast. So some of you, this will be the first time you've seen or heard this. But it was a, um, there was, there's been a lot of discussion how on college campuses, there's been a lot of anti-Semitism recently. And so three leaders from top universities, Harvard, MIT, and Penn, came to Capitol Hill to have one of these um, uh, hearings where political people, senators, shit like that, in this case, a Republican representative named Elise Stefanik, asked questions, you know? And um, one of the things that they wanted, to, she wanted to get into was the um, uh, policies of conduct at each of these schools. And her question she had for three leaders of these universities was, is it okay? Is it uh, against Penn or MIT's bullying and harassment rules to call for the genocide of Jews? Meaning, basically, she's asking, is it a problem uh, to say we must kill all Jews on the campus of Penn? Now, that seems like a pretty straightforward question that, Really, only one answer is correct. Say, yes, that would violate our harassment and bullying. If you start chanting, kill all Jews, and the Jews are right there, or even if they're not there, and under no light, is that okay? Yet, these three assholes, I think they were trying to walk a fine line between that and free speech. 
So their answers were all weird. This one, one of them, the president of Penn, uh, Liz McGill, she was smirking when she was saying it. More on that in a second. But I need to play for you all of the moments uh, from this hearing as it unfolded on Capitol Hill. Audio check, video check. Here we go. Hornbluff. Does M- at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? By the way, the first one I think, I don't know how she tiptoed her way through that. But she kind of did. See, this is the chick that's smiling the whole goddamn time. Holy shit. She just had to resign. That's the that's the update here. She's resigned. If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. Okay, so they, if they say it can be harassment, if saying death to all Jews leads to actual dead Jews, then I'm against it. That's what she just said. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This By the way, I guess this Stefanik is a MAGA superstar. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. This is the first time that I've heard a MAGA superstar, and I was like, I agree with the MAGA superstar. I, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody say Anything negative about Stefanik or Stefanik? So is your testimony that you will not answer yes? If it... uh, Quit smiling, you dumb bitch! Yes or no? If the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Oh. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Oh no, she's still smiling! It can be harassment. The answer is... Oh no! Yes. And Dr... Now, before they go to the next one, over the weekend, some donor pulled a $100 million grant or something like that for Penn. 
And this, that McGill there, she's in charge of Penn and she's out. She just, she had to quit. You're gay at Harvard. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be depending on the context. They're all saying the same goddamn thing. What's the context? I just, she just said the con. What does it matter? The context as an individual targeted as at an individual it's targeted at jewish students jewish individuals do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-semitism i will ask you one more time does calling for the genocide of jews violate harvard's rules of bullying and harassment yes or no Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it and crosses is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric huh? when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment. Look at this guy in the red tie nodding along. What you don't want to be nodding along. Intimidation. That is actionable conduct, and we do take action. So the answer is yes. That calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct. Correct. Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer. They cut the weird old old lady who looks like one of the bankers at Harry Potter. Answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers. What the fuck was she laughing at? Across the board. Wow. Welcome to Gringotts. Incredible. I, I I cannot get over that. Aha. Believe I lost my audio at some point in there, but now it's back. Thank you to Joe Martinez for uh, letting me know. Occasionally that happens. Occasionally that happens on the old Eric Zincho podcast where I zig when I'm supposed to zag. It's fucking embarrassing. Well, anyway, two minutes, two minutes of no audio. Are you kidding me? Kent says, rest in peace to our ears after cranking the Bluetooth. <laughs> uh, temporary pause in the fraudulent broadcasting system, says Chris. Boy, how screwed up is that as I rant and rave like a lunatic? Chris says, we didn't hear whatever you were reading. Nah, don't worry. It sucked anyway. Well, anyway, that was a, uh, a, a horrible thing. And now McGill is gone. And that Stefanik, the one who was uh, asking the questions, she's tweeting out things like one down, two to go. Holy crap. All right. Thank you for your patience. Sorry about that. My bad. My bad. Um, all right. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you're in the market for a new home, you must get pre-approved. 231-332-6505. Uh, get the lowest rate possible. Maybe get some money out of your home. Perhaps you've lived in your home for a while and you've got some equity built up. By all means, if you're thinking about doing that, get a hold of Mario at 231-332-6505.
from anywhere in the United States, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Grand Rapids Golden Action yesterday. They won big time. That was fun to watch. Fantastic effort. And we don't have games now until after the new year. I don't know if the league takes a break or whatever the fuck. I think they have a road trip and then they break for the holidays. But we will be there January 2nd. Looking forward to seeing you. Get your tickets. GrandRapidsGold.com. Always a good time. Thursdays and Fridays, $2 beers, $2 dogs. We had a fantastic crowd on Friday night. One of our biggest. Uh, really starting to catch some momentum there. So that is uh, that is uh, fantastic. As well, um, we have um, a game on. We had a game on Sunday, better than the previous one, but still kind of weak with the attendance on Sunday. If you want to, I want you to check out the games. GrandRapidsGold.com. SNL cold open. Uh, anti-Semitism. Now, I kind of watched this, and uh, I got about as far as the woman who's playing the part of that uh, um, Stefanik, and I, I hated that. So let's check that out, see what happened. I know a lot of you were talking about, oh, the Saturday Night Live cold open was funny. Let's uh, check it out together. This is how it went down. Is Taylor Swift now dating Marco Rubio? But first... Oops. Testimony from three university presidents on the subject of anti-Semitism on college campuses. Order, please. Order, please. Thank you. We're joined today by the heads of three of our most esteemed universities, the president of MIT, Sally Kornbluth. I've never been more afraid to be anywhere. The president of UPenn, Elizabeth McGill. Can I just resign now? Not yet. And the president of Harvard, Dr. Claudine Gay. Thank you. Dr. Gay, would you like to do a quick joke about your name to get it out of the way? I would. Dr. Gay sounds like a molly dealer on Fire Island. Thank you. Now, I'll turn it over to mega superstar Elise Stefanik from New York, who's been pacing the hallways listening to Lose Yourself by Eminem. Miss Stefanik. Thank you, chairwoman. Now, I'm going to start screaming. Okay, this is where they lost me. This impression right here. Questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. (laughs) Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Cut it out. Yes or no is calling for the genocide of Jews against the Code of Conduct for Harvard. Well, it depends on the context. (gasps) What? (laughs) That can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no? Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. The second one, MIT lady, chance to steal. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make... I can't do it. Fuck this. I'm not fucking sitting through that. Who, which one of you said this was funny? Ah, fuck me. I, I, I never, I, I, I hate comedy. I, and I definitely hate sketch comedy. Amanda says fast forward. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. You don't just fast forward. 
That bit sucked, and so do you for liking it. Amanda, let's get one thing straight. If you say it's funny, it's not. Okay? Bullshit. Cole says, can women ever be funny? No. No. No, they they, they cannot. Very few women have the chops to do anything interesting or funny. That bit sucks shit, okay? I should have listened to my instinct. Uh, Chris says, I don't understand how you are funny but hate comedy. LOL, did you like any comics? Well, there are funny people. Okay? Uh, Like Dave Chappelle is funny. I like Dave Chappelle is funny and interesting. I do like some comic comics, but for the most part, comedy sucks. It's just a horrible, horrible medium. Ben says, I'd rather watch the WNBA than women make jokes. Okay. Now that's interesting because Ben is absolutely vile at being funny. I mean, that, uh, it, it always, I always feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in a pair of pants with shit in them when I'm enjoying Ben's jokes. Oh, God damn it. Ben's the guy who says the joke that I always, I'm like, what, what, huh? How? Ben's the guy who at a fundraiser to prevent suicide for our veterans did 10 strong minutes of jokes about ways to kill yourself. That's a true story. (laughs) At a benefit for veterans who every minute of the day, they're thinking about being on the end of a rope Ben got in front of them and did a bit called fun ways to kill yourself or some shit like that I have it on good authority that 70% of the audience killed themselves in the parking lot during Ben's stand up bit about killing yourself at a suicide awareness event That actually happened. That sounds like doing jokes about abusing children at a Remember the Children event. Holy shit. Hey, I'm Ben Glaze. So glad to be here at the Human Trafficking Fundraiser. Human Trafficking Fundraiser Prevention. You asshole. Kent says they only killed themselves because of how unfunny the jokes were. Oh my God. Yeah, Amanda, I, this is on me. This is on me because I saw the first minute of that bit and thought, this is stupid. And I let you get into my brain. 
So I can't give you the asshole of the day. I mean, I know how notoriously unfunny you are. I mean, 99 times out of 100, she'll send me something. Hey, this is funny. And then I'll watch it. I was like, why do you think this is funny? This is not funny. Um, she cites the one example that worked. Yeah, I said 99 times out of 100. When you send me something and I send you either nothing back or just three laughy faces, that means it sucked. All right. Uh, This was horrible. This is almost as horrible as that SNL cold open. This story is almost as tragic as that SNL cold open. And that takes us to the victim impact statements um, from Ethan Crumbly or for Ethan Crumbly. This was gut-wrenching. God damn. For the whole day in the courtroom, the family members and friends of the deceased got to speak for their lost loved ones. Um, by the way, Amanda then finishes with, fine, I give up. I guess I'll go kill myself. Yeah, you can't say that because you might, we, we're not putting that past you. You can't. You can't ever say something like that, you fucking moron. Um, anyway, she says she was just joking. Yeah, you can't joke like that. I can. You can't. Um, I, w- I was able to make it through a few of the, uh, of the clips and, um, God damn it. Talk about some tough individuals, these uh, loved ones for the victims. Um, you had, you know, this, the sensibility, the ability, I should say, uh, to not to restrain yourself. I think that's really substantial and fantastic because, you know, this is the type of thing that it's totally possible that somebody freaks out and tries to attack Ethan Crumbly. So they've got like a deputy right by this maniac throughout the whole thing. So high security as each family member, this is two years ago. Now each family member comes up and says something poignant to Crumbly. And, um, it was just too much. It was, there's so much going on there. I cannot believe what it would take. Uh, to be able to pull something like that off, to have those words. These poor people have been tormented for now uh, just north of two years. Every single minute of every single day because of this maniac. And they talked about how in his little notebook that he wrote all his thoughts that he, he wanted this notoriety. That's why he didn't kill himself. He wanted to see the aftermath. The um, premeditation that was proven 
all of the notes he took, the fact that he uh, convinced dad to come with him to buy the pistol and the stupid dad who's the worst father ever. And those, the mom and dad are going to be in prison for quite some time too. They should be killed too, frankly, in my opinion, like Crumbly. Um, It's just too bad that we have a civilized society. It's like, I wish, I wish we could be medieval in these scenarios. And how satisfying it would be. You know how people say, oh, that solves nothing if you do the eye for an eye. No, vengeance is fucking glorious. Vengeance will be mine. I 100% support the way some countries do this, where um, the person's found guilty, and right then, they just take them out and kill them. That would be fucking fantastic. This pussy sat there with his head down the entire time. There was one kid who said, um, I want you to look me in the eye. And he looked up and looked at it for a second, and then he put his fucking pussy head down. Um, he did get a chance to speak. The last person to speak before the judge announced the punishment of life in prison was Crumbly, who spoke publicly for the first time. He said, we are all here because of me today, what I did, because of what I chose to do. I could not stop myself, Crumbly said, adding, my parents did not know what I planned to do. They are not at fault. Disagree. He did ask for leniency, but asked the judge to honor the victim's wishes. Any, any sentence that they asked for, I ask that you impose it on me, Crumbly said. I want them to be happy. The, the fact that his name's Crumbly, Crumbly, that's, that just sounds like the name of a fucking psychopath. Crumbly? Are you kidding me? He says, I want them to be happy. I want them to feel secure and safe. I don't want them to worry another day. He also apologized and called himself a really bad person. I have lied. I've hurt many people, he said, adding, I do plan to do better. I will change. I am trying. And all I want is for people I hurt to have a final sense that justice has been served. God damn. Um, sorry, this computer is acting up and it's really annoying me. Anytime I try to move the mouse half an inch, it moves like five. Um, and pushing for the harshest punishment possible. Oakland County prosecutor, Karen McDonald. Argued Crumbly's crimes triggered a tsunami of trauma for scores of students, parents, and an entire community. All of it could have been avoided, she said, but the teen chose to keep his plan a secret. He could have disclosed that he had a gun and was planning to shoot up a school, but he did not. Uh, Today was about the victims. We heard the voices. All incredibly incredibly sad. He can be rehabilitated. He is redeemable, an advocate says. Nah, fuck it. Why even worry? Don't spend another minute on that guy. He will rot in prison and hopefully he will be assaulted every day of his life. God. Unbelievable. 
Kenny says, I hope he gets a shit beat out of him in prison. His defense attorney, uh, his, his defense attorney referred to him as an artist and historian. My God. Rot in hell, Ethan Crumbly. On the Patreon bonus podcast, I have an update on the influx of teachers who are turning to porno only fans. And should that be okay? Should it be okay? Should teachers be vilified and either forced to resign or fired because they do only fans? I'll be looking for your opinions on this too. That comes up on the Patreon bonus podcast. Uh, in that, we will no doubt hear from teachers whining about not making enough money. Even though they make a fairly good wage, even an, an entry-level teacher making $40,000 for the three months a year that they have to work. That's fantastic. Anyway, thank you to TC Paintball. Rick from TC Paintball is here. He's been writing bet on the chat. I think he's he's all in on Michigan. Now, I, I, as you know, want Michigan to beat Alabama, and they will. They will be. They're a very, very good team. Uh, but I'm not like one of these asshole fans. I'm not an asshole fan about anything, really. You know, other than being high on the Lions when they were winning, and now I'm completely off the bandwagon, and I hope they lose all their games. Uh, I'm not a fan of anything. Rick loves Michigan, I guess. TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com. The home of the five-year plan for axe throwing and a great paintball adventure. Gather your friends, family, loved ones, and uh, have a party at TC Paintball, indoors or outdoors in the village, weather permitting. TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. And we have an event coming up on January 21, one month and 10 days away for paintball war number 23. Uh, I need you to reach out to me if you want to participate. TC Paintball is where we will be. We'll have a pizza party beforehand. The event gets started at 3 or 4, and it will be fantastic at TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Batting last in the lineup today, King's Room Barbershop. Online at kingsroom.net. Three locations for you to get to. Northland Drive, Caledonia, or the newest location at 821 36th Street in beautiful Wyoming, Michigan, right next to the costume room. Haircuts are 19 bucks plus tip. If you've been to uh, St. Uh, if you've been to um, Lady Jane's Sport Clips or Jude's, I almost said St. Jude's earlier. Uh, give King's Room Barbershop a try. Please mention your old pal EZ. When you head over to King's Room Barbershop. Today's Asshole of the Day is brought to you by TC Paintball. It's me for believing that the SNL bit, the open cold open was funny. It was me for trusting audience members as to what's funny. It was not funny. It was stupid. Thank you to you. For being part of the show and supporting the great food giveaway with tampons. Again, I will uh, include that in the live chat. 
uh, if you would like to contribute on the great food giveaway with tampons. Coming up, great food giveaway number four. Otherwise, that is it. Thank you so much for being here. I will talk to you down the road. Till next time. Bye-bye.